Welcome to the Three Putt Golf Pod. I'm your host, Joe Costello. I got Ty Cooper again with me today. How you doing, bud? Doing good. Glad to be back. Ready to talk about another course down here in Myrtle Beach. Let's get to it. Yeah, it's good. The weather's finally uh, kind of cooperating after some, some depressing few months of rain, rain, and more rain. Um, so today we're going to talk about uh, the last course of Barefoot that neither one of us have played yet. It's the uh, Greg Norman design there. Um, so the website says seven holes along the intercoastal waterway that highlight Greg Norman's design at the Barefoot Resort, um, framed by the site's original vegetation, uh, lots of sandy collection areas. It had a lot of Pinehursty vibes uh, to me. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, pretty small greens, uh, putted really well. Uh, it was a very interesting course. I had a lot of likes and dislikes about it. Um, so it's a par 72 uh, from the tips. It's about 7,000 yards. I think we played it a little further up, maybe 67, something like that, 66. Um, really, really fun course. Um, it says it was designed with Norman's philosophy to bring in the play, the bump and run shots around the greens, which I don't know if I quite agree with that, or maybe it's just not being maintained to allow you to do that. Um, so first we'll go with the, uh, clubhouse. We've talked about it a, a before on this podcast, but we'll, we'll rehash it a little bit. So, uh, the die course at barefoot has its own clubhouse. And then the other three courses, the Norman, the love and the Fazio, uh, share a clubhouse. So Ty, talk to me a little bit about that, uh, the driving range, the practice area, and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, um, I guess the die is supposed to be their signature course and everything. And uh, I think both of us would say we definitely don't think it should be their signature course. Um, definitely shouldn't go to the love, but a whole different story. Um, not a, not bad though. I mean, this, the clubhouse is big and everything, huge putting grain. They, the uh, driver range is off site. They take you like a little, little trolley, a little van, like two minutes up the road, and they have a huge practice facility. I mean, I mean, it might be I don't know how many acres it. Is. I mean, it's enormous, crazy. They got a little section for members only, so that's kind of nice. And um, I mean, you can hit as long as you want, as far left as you want, far right as you want. And you can't really say that for most driving ranges. Uh, nice little bunker area too. And they do have a bar back there at the driving range. Um, it wasn't open when we went there. I'm sure it's been this little stuff like that bar and stuff closed with COVID, but um, that'd be cool. I mean, if I know a lot of people that live out there would be are kind of retired New Yorkers, people from New Jersey. I was on a trolley from four people from New York. Um, so that was, I kind of, I was like, well, that makes sense. Uh, but I mean, it, it's pretty cool. I mean, if you lived out there or live close to there and just wanted to go hit some balls and hang out at the, uh, hang out at the bar a little bit and go hit some more balls. I mean, it'd be a cool atmosphere. Uh, no complaints on amenities and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I was, I talked about, uh, with one of our buddies, uh, you know, I'm like Keith, uh, about opening a, like a brewery and a driving range together. And that's about the closest thing I've ever seen to it. And I think it'd be a very cool hangout, especially if they put some lights up, maybe have some, uh, some twilight drinking and golfing. And I think they do have at the range. I think they do have the, the big lights out there. I'm not, uh, I, can't I, I didn't want, like I said, we got there late uh, and I did the warm up this time, but I, I, I'll believe you if you tell me that. Um, yeah, I think they did. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, it's huge. It's, uh, it's like a, it's a Bryson ballpark. I'll tell you that it's, you ain't going to hit past that range, even to the back range. Uh, it's long. Um, and normally I think it, I remember last time it normally plays into the wind. Generally that's the prevailing wind on that course. Um, but yeah, the clubhouse is awesome. It's, it's huge clubhouse. The pro shops got whatever you want in it. I mean, they've got some really cool uh, like foot joy apparel that I've uh, rarely see anywhere else. 
Um, the staff, the staff is great. Uh, they got a good putting green right before you get to any of the tees. Um, so there's nothing to complain about there. Um, so we'll get right into the round. Um, so we'll go straight to the front nine and tie like normal. I'll let you lead off. Uh, tell me, you know, what you thought, um, some holes you like, some holes you didn't, what you change, you know, that kind of deal. Um, a few of these holes in the front don't, I mean, they're kind of, uh, it's maybe more of a boring piece of property. They're just solid holes, but we only talk about one as a good, um, easy opening hole, uh, or like kind of wide open. This hole, I feel like it was complete opposite. It was more like a shoot left there was trees everywhere and right there was like just you're just dead i mean it was just a tight little shoot on the first uh for the first drive i almost literally about fell over it's one of my shoes <laughs> it was pretty bad i think we <laughs> averaged 150 yards off the tee and we all made par um off the first year i thought that was just kind of funny i just had to throw that in there but definitely a hard tee shot for the opening i know we always i want to just mention that because comparatively, you see most holes is kind of easier. And this one's like, well, hope you had a good rain session because hit this shoot real quick. Um, I'll see the, the, the middle round, it gets, it's kind of blended into me. Um, I think, I think six. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, six, the, it's like a shorter par four and you get hit over Marsh. Number one handicap, but it's not really that hard. It just gets narrow up there. Kind of a cool looking hole. Um, there's a few, mostly just dog legs on the front nine. Um, the hole I kind of want to talk about is, um, is, eh, where's it? Um, is, I'll let you take eight. I'm not sure we will talk about eight. I'll take but number nine. Um, really cool, really cool par five here. Um, we hit this wind right in our face, huge bunker up the left and right was kind of a waste area. You pretty much have to hit up almost, not even probably. 35 yard, 30 yard fairway. Then you got a little bit short landing area. I mean, if you go for it, and also there's like a little stream or marsh area that runs in the front. I mean, you have to rip it. Elevated green. Um, I don't think really anybody's going to be able to go for this one, too. I mean, this is a, I mean, this is, for tees we play, they're 533 and tips are 568 into the wind up the hill. I mean, it would be pretty, pretty daunting to go for this one. But I, I just like it when we had a back pin, too, it would make it cool. Like the layup area was not a gimme. I mean, you had to throw it over some bunkers to a little short area with bunkers also on the left. And if you missed, pushed it right, you're also in the marsh again. So it kept you on your toes. Um, not that crazy screen, but definitely uphill is a good, good finishing hole for the nine. Um, but I th really think the the front nine just kind of went on and on and on. Um, I think eight and nine had some character. Um, and the bat nine was better, but that's about all I got to say for the front. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that. Um, I thought you're being a little kind on maybe one and two. I was going to go one and two kind of stink in my mind. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're golf holes for sure. There's grass, yeah. there's, there's a green. Um, it's pretty much just like you said, go down the shoot on one and then the green, it's about dead flat. I mean, there's a little break here and there, but it's nothing crazy. And then two is about the same thing. It's just like, all right, just try to hit one through the shoot, and then you're going to have a wedge in your hand. Um, three is kind of an interesting par three for me just because of the way the green is pitched. Um, it's like a, we played it at about 180, I think. It's an interesting green. Uh, we had a tuck left pin, and anything long right was kind of tough. Um, 
and even if you hit the, hit the green, you're going to have a pretty huge uphill putt with some breaks. So you have to kind of think about that. Um, I think a, a nine was obviously uh, a really good one, and you touched on that um, perfectly. So I'll talk about four. Um, it's basically sh almost a straight 90-degree angle right dogleg. Um, and where I think I shot from RFTs is like 270 to go through the fairway. Um, so you got to hit something short of that, and then you got to kind of ideally hit a little cut. Um, of course, we were doing car path only, so maybe draw it up the car path line was kind of the move on that one. <laughs> but it's just a very interesting tee shot, um, deciding how much you want to cut off. Um, and there's like sandy waste areas that reminded me a lot of like Piner's number two in the cradle on the right. And uh, shocker, I blocked one dead into the middle of it. Um, but yeah, just a very interesting hole. It just kind of makes you decide what you want to do off the tee, commit to it, and pull off a shot. Um, after that, it's nothing, nothing too fun. Um, Ty wanted me to touch on eight, which is a very interesting hole. It's, um, a drivable par four. And I'd say from about 280 to the front of the green, which is about 320, there's like five or six pot bunkers. So if those weren't there, this hole would be unbelievably easy, uh, for a drivable hole, but, um, you have to absolutely... It, I can't even say hit a perfect shot because we're not professional golfers. You just basically got to hit a drive and hope you're not going to be one of those top bunkers. Um, and somehow, luckily, I did. And even though I did that, you're still short-sighted. So it's, it's a very invitable hole as a tee shot. But it's almost one of the – it kind of baits you into doing it. It's like, oh, it's it's so open. You can drive this green. Do it. And you like, get up there and you're like, man, I should have hit a seven iron off the tee. Um it's just kind of fun. Uh, it's a nice thought exercise off the tee. Um, I know Ty uh, hit something left and had like a full shot in, even though he's out of the bunker. And I was trying to hit a little clippy, weird wedge over a bunker to a short-sided pin. It's like, even though he was in the bunker 100 yards back, he was in a better spot in my mind. So it's a very interesting hole. Um, and like Ty said, number nine's, number nine's sweet. It's, it's a hard tee shot to hit, a hard layup shot to hit, and a hard approach shot to hit. It is a true three-shot par five. Um, uh, very, very cool way to end the nine. And I think something Ty didn't touch on. Um, so we started the clubhouse and I feel like we kept going away from the clubhouse, going away from the clubhouse. And at some points I felt like we were 19 miles away from the clubhouse. Like some, most golf courses are routed where you go back and forth and back and forth. And you, you get back to the turn after nine, I think after nine holes, we were at least five and a half miles away from that clubhouse. That's very true. I've also, I remember, I remember saying after nine, you can see, um you can see what is that what, what is that exit now not it's not the 22 exit it's I mean, where were the uh outlets are i mean if you know where barefoot is and you know where the outlets are that's they're not so far away from barefoot. they're not they're not close to each other so you would think that's exactly you're just literally going south the whole entire point of the property and we kept it into the wind into the wind i'm like all right it's got to turn eventually or it's gonna be a turn eventually and I was like, all right, we might be in Polly's Island at this point. We'll go play Caledonia after this turn, after this night. Yeah, I was joking with Ty. I was like, yeah, just after this round, you end up in Georgia and they give you a shuttle back. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, um, like I said, it's, it's a very eh kind of uh, nine holes to me. There's some, there's some definitely some highlights. Um, but I think the back nine shines through a little bit better. So uh, let's talk about that. So Ty, same kind of deal. Uh, holes you liked, holes you didn't like, um, anything you want to change, um, any fun shots you hit, let's uh, let's go for it. Um, on the bat nine, you got, let's see, was it three, three four holes on the water? Um, 
three holes on the water. At least three, maybe five, somewhere in that region. Yeah. But the thing is, I think he did, and you said it too. I don't know if this is true. I'd like to see in what order they actually made this resort. Um, I definitely feel like this is the worst piece of property. Um, and they kind of just gave him a few. The best holes are on the water. And I'm not just because just because they have water. Like the character of every hole on the water, I feel like, is so much better. Like they could have made that character on any of the inland holes, and it could have been so much better. Like was there a ten? You probably got twenty five yards downhill. Water on the right, green. The surrounding the edges of the uh, intercoastal waterway i think it was like one foot size off the green and you're rolling down to the ditch into the intercoastal waterway and you're, you're it's gone forever um so it's, it's very risk reward long green really really narrow um they don't say how narrow it is on here but you can bail out a little bit left um that's whole casey hit casey hit my wrong ball and then gave joe life to get back in the bed which was tough um but really cool looking hole, really cool visually. Uh, I don't know if you got a picture of this one, but definitely one of those picturesque holes on this golf course. Dude, I'm, um, I'm the artiste out of the group. You know I've got a picture of this green. All right, good deal. Um, another one I'm talking about, um, I'll say you've 18. I think you might want to talk about 18 in your, your line. Um, <laughs> I really liked, um, probably one of a lot, it kind of just kind of, maybe kind of boring, but um, but the par three, um, the really short hole, 16, it's not on the waterway. It's going to be a shorter hole. I think we only had 150 yards in, and it's downhill. Did this was a, it, sorry, did you say it is on the waterway or is not? It's not. I mean, it's, it, it well, is. The water's not in play, but you can see it. Yeah, I mean, you can see it from the like behind. It's more like on the next tee box, really. Yeah, you're not, you're not worried about hitting it in the water, but you can definitely see boats back there. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. But I mean, I think it's that's an underrated hole, though. I mean, it seems just kind of straight, straightforward, but it's pretty. It might also be like it's got some cool houses. It's more like kind of a little stadium out atmosphere. The whole green just kind of goes downhill, and you have huge banks on the right and on the left. Um, I thought that was a really cool underrated hole. I mean, most people might not say that. Um, that's probably my two favorite on this side. Um, Eighteen was really, really cool. Uh, really cool par five to finish. Um, if I could hit it like you. Um, that have been really even cooler, uh, but I'll just let you take that away. Appreciate it. Um, so any holes you didn't like or anything that kind of stood um, out that you might change or fix? I mean, kind of get to the point. I mean, I like you got to get in there like 11. It's kind of a little bit of a, a little bit of a dog leg bunker straight ahead. Just hit a shot. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of wet. It's kind of a long, Kind of not that long, but it's kind of a driver out there. If you hit it, you're good. You get a wedge in. If not, 12, driver, pretty open. It gets narrower the further you get up there. Wedge, 13, a little bit back to the left. Driver, nothing really up there. Wedge. So I think there, you see similarities in here. I don't – I guess what – you do have area up there. I guess if for a bump and brunt or hit shots up to the green and let it roll up there, he was thinking about that. But this was – not the piece of property to do that. Uh, I mean, barefoot. This resort is in a wet area to start with. I mean, it, <laughs> even if it was completely dry, I don't think it could even it could ever. This, this the soil is not there. It's no sand. It's more 
swampy back in the marsh area. Just it never. There's no way he could have thought they were going to get like Australian runouts, uh, Royal Melbourne esque, just hit the fringe and release type stuff. Which, if that was kind of the the idea, I could see that. But saying just 12, 13, Port. I mean, it's just it's the same thing in my opinion. Just I I just got kind of bored with. It. I mean, well, fourteen was on the water. That was different. Um, but in fifteen, just I mean, it's part five, but it was just kind of straight ahead. You can go for it in two, but straight. <laughs> yeah, I was going to get to um, the bump and run thing he was going for <laughs> in my, in my wrap-up take. Um, I, I really, yeah, like I don't – I usually take like holes I didn't like that much, and it's really more of a, a group of holes this course. I was going to get to in a little bit. It's just kind of – that's a cool hole, and then you got three holes. It's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. I'm going to touch on that when we finish up as well. Um, I thought I don't I don't want to say underrated because no one's saying it sucks, um, other than maybe you. Um, uh, number twelve, that hole was a monster. I thought it was so hard and so challenging and so thought provoking. Um, it's it's a longish like four forty from the tips. Um, but it's the fairway squeezes in and if you miss left you are dead you are in weeds that are about 25 feet high and if you're right uh like maybe i was who could say um you're in someone's backyard um so you got to thread something down there so good and from there you're hitting over all those huge reeds or if you squeezed it right you've got a shot this green um to me that was just such like you better step up and hit a shot and if you don't well you might as well just concede the hole to whoever you're playing um, so I thought that was as much as I didn't play it well, and I don't think anyone really played it well. I don't remember if we had a par in the group, maybe Casey or you. Um, it was just a fun hole to play. Um, so from there, um, you touched on quite a bit. I thought 16, like you said, that downhill par three was like a very underrated sweet hole. Um, definitely an amphitheater vibe. Um, no danger of going into the coastal, but you still had to look at it. So it was kind of best of both worlds. And then I guess I should mention, I hit the worst putt of my life on 16. Did you hit the putt or did you chunk it? I chunked the putt. I was straight. There was, there was a, I just wanted on the record. You chunked the putt. <laughs> there was a boat blasting. I'm not going to talk about it. I was vibing a little bit, had a few beers. And it was just not concentrated, had a nice 15 foot look for birdie. Maybe hit it five and a half feet. <laughs> I, I talk a lot of shit when I play golf. And a lot of it I don't mean. But when I said you hit the worst putt I've ever seen in my life, I think I meant <laughs> that was the worst putt I've ever seen in my life. Concentrate on – I should have concentrated a little bit more on the grade, not a little bit less on dancing on the boat. Yeah, a little bit less the girls on the boat, which brings me to 17. Uh, we're getting ready to tee off 17, and it's right on the intercoastal. And I would have to imagine they're anywhere from 18 to 30. A bunch of uh, young folk on the, uh, on the boat blasting, um, I believe it was uh, the song WAP, if I'm getting that right. Song. Um, I will not uh, say what that stands for. You guys can all figure it out for yourself. But it was... Uh, what, what, what's the song again? Good. Uh, WAP, W-A-P, by, uh, can you by, give me by, like, by the lyricist Cardi B. Can you give me a little bit of a get my memory i can't um it's, it's got a lot of bass to it um, oh, okay i'm Good sure our, i'm sure our listeners have spotify they can figure it out 
lyrics. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> she's a she's a she's a lyricist, and we were trying to tee off, and they were bumping it from the boat. I don't even think they were driving the boat; they were just like floating. It looked like they were having quite a good time. Cruise control. <laughs> yeah, cruise control. Um, so that was very interesting. Trying to hit a 17th tee shot when I, with a match on the line and listening to that. Um, all good stuff. Um, so 18, it's honestly, I don't think it's that good of a hole. I hit a really, really good shot and that made it kind of fun. Like, ha ha ha. We finished. Uh, it's just off the tee. If you hit the ball, like a, like just a normal length or a little shorter, you don't really have an option. It's more, you just hit, you know, a driver or a three wood to like a little almost circle of a fairway. And from then you're going to have to lay up. You probably hit a 120 yard shot to lay up and then hit another 120 yard shot into the green. So it's kind of like a lame duck par five for me. Um, okay, we're underselling this a little bit. You literally took it out of bounds over like the private, like the private, I guess they do um, lessons there, like the lesson area, might be a little bit of cart barn. You took it over that, out of bounds, over trees. No one knew where the ball was. Could have been in the driving range if you missed it a little bit left. It was like 320. In the middle of the fairway. Yeah, I was getting there, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, the nothing nothing uh, straight about that at all. <laughs> yeah, thanks for ruining the story. No, what I was saying is for the average golfer, which is what we claim we do our podcast for, uh, oh, okay. it's not that interesting of a par th- uh, five. It's If you play it the way it should be played, it's, I don't know, it's a three-wood pitching wedge, pitching wedge putt. So it's kind of a bleh. but if, and if you can, you can hit it long enough and take it over the corner. Gets a little fun. Um, yeah, I, t- I don't remember where we were in our bet at that point. I was, you were winning. I don't remember by how much, but I was like, man, I need to make eagle on this last hole. And I just took the most stupid, aggressive uh, Bryson type line I could take, and it, it finally worked out. And I think I went driver pitching wedge into the par five. So that was that was kind of fun. Um, you got to carry a little bit of a marsh, um, to the green, which really is, unless you chunk the hell out of your ball, it's, it shouldn't be in play. Uh, there's a little bunker guarding the green green's pretty flat, which is kind of a, uh, I don't know if it's a Greg Norman thing, but most of the greens were pretty flat. Um, so like I said, it's, I think the way I played it, it was a really exciting hole, but like for the most, most people and just in general, it's, I don't know, it's kind of eh, a way to finish. Um. So, yeah, I think um, that was the long-winded way of us talking about 18 and finishing the back nine. So, from there, I guess we got to get to uh, final thoughts and course rating. So, um, Ty, what you got? Um, yeah, final thought. Well, I want to also throw in that shot Casey hit on 17. Pulled it a little bit left. Like a little cart shed over there on the left. Just hits a screaming bullet, just puts a huge dent to the side of the <laughs> window would have been shattered, but yeah. Oh, he would have missed that six inches left. That would have been <laughs> oh, that'd have been a catastrophe. <laughs> uh, but he did win today, or double fix. He did beat us both. Yeah, Casey, I'm gonna make sure you listen to this podcast. Stop asking for shots. I think he shot 38 on the front. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, I'll probably shoot like 90. He comes out, pars the first five or six holes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Me and Joe are just having a major pillow fight over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, he sits there and he goes in the back of his uh, back of his yard, 20, 
yards, 30 yards from his house. He's like blowing the dust off his clubs, puts him in the car. He goes, yeah, I just don't really want to bet. I'm just, you know, I'm probably going to shoot like 95 today. Shoots like two over on the front. I haven't played golf <laughs> in two months. Just, I, I don't know where I was going with that, but just frustrating. It was funny. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's a, it's a solid golf course. Um, I, I don't know. I can, it kind of reminds me. It's better than the Fazio, in my opinion. I guess we'll talk about. Well, yeah, um, the Fazio sucks. Yeah, but I think it's I, I, it's not a similar layout to the die, but kind of on that same level. I mean, it don't jump out to me. I I, I had a little bit higher hopes going into it, um, but it kind of reminds me of the. Um, the uh, was it the Grand Dunes Resort. It's got some really good water holes, mm-hmm. and some other holes are just like if they had water on them, they still wouldn't be that great. Um, but the they made the water holes sweet, a lot of character, a lot of bunker placement, a lot of crazy greens, and then the holes inland are just flat, no elevation, no undulation on the greens, no, and just maybe a bunker here, bunker there. So I kind of I kind of got that same type of vibe. Um, also, I think you said, I do think, I do think it's the worst piece of property out there. So he might've got screwed, um, until he'd like, he just, he maybe tried to saved it with a few water holes right there. Um, but it, it's okay. Uh, I mean, it's a fun, the barefoot, that's definitely a resort place. People are going to stay there for packages and stuff like that. I mean, it'd be, it, it's fun having all the courses there in general. Um, I don't think we have reviewed the die, but we have played it. Might have to do that one again, just review it. Um, but it, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool place. Um, in general, you're going to have a good time. I mean, it's going to be a little bit slower golf. Like, like I said, you're going to have, um, package deals and resorts and stuff like that. Um, but just, it's just solid. I mean, it, it I mean, it's going to fit on your, if you're going to barefoot, yeah, you go play it. You play a, you're playing two eighteens while you're there. It's fun and something like that, but um, it's not a marquee on my list. If you're coming down, going to Myrtle Beach, where should we play? Go play Barefoot Norman. I'm not going to say that at all, um, but that's just me. Yeah, and yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just I was rethinking a, a take I was going to uh, spew out. Um, I think if I'm looking through the lens of Northerners coming down here to play golf, they're down here for, you know, call it, two to a week, two days to a week. And you stay at barefoot, play all four courses. I don't know. Maybe you have a good time. Maybe you're like, man, that, that whole place was great. Maybe one course can mask another. Um, but I think like us that we play so much golf in that area, if you go down there and you're like, all right, we got all these options and we played that. Okay. Maybe we made a mistake. Um, so it kind of depends what you're down there doing. Um, like if you're playing down there all the time, that's not the course to play. But if you're from out of town, I don't think you'll have a problem with it. I mean, you get the water views. I thought the course condition, I don't think you touched on. I thought it was, you know, for this time of year, that as good as you can get. Uh, Ryegrass overseed on the fairways, so it's all lush and green. Um, the greens, um, I wasn't a fan of how they broke and the shapes of them. But, I mean, I thought they were in good shape. I, I can't complain with anything uh, condition wise. Um, yeah. The, the biggest thing to me was when, uh, I thought originally we were going to play the love course, which we've reviewed on this podcast before that we were both huge fans of. 
um, see on Instagram my terrible mustache on the wall in the back. Um, if you guys forgot, uh, just in case. By, by the way, Ty, I don't know if you noticed, she's coming back. Ooh, oh, mustache yeah. March. Oh, it's getting there. It's getting there. Uh, mustache March. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just lost my lost my. Train of <laughs> um, I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> Going off the rails. Yeah, gone off the rails. Okay, so no. Uh, so it's advertised um, a lot as, like, you're going to hit bump and run shots. It's like a very, like Greg Norman, obviously, uh, for those of you who don't know, he's a very famous Australian golfer. Um, had a, a great day at the Masters a few years ago. I can't remember if he won or not. We'll have to check on that one. Um, just kidding, he didn't. Um, <laughs> but it's it's like it's like yeah you're gonna play australian golf it's gonna be hard it's gonna be firm it's gonna be fast and it's like dude we were in myrtle beach north like south carolina like that ain't happening like i don't care how you design it it's not happening i can kind of see like on eight the drivable par four where he might have been going for that with all those small pot bunkers and like having to hit a shot around the green but i don't know i just feel like it's false advertised you, you just can't play that kind of golf around you know uh, Myrtle Beach area as much as you can try it's just it's just not happening with the amount of moisture and the type of turf you're going to interact with especially with overseeded ryegrass like that's just basically mud that's painted green um so yeah after that long rant um let's go ahead to uh the um the ranking so what do you got doc six and a quarter six and a quarter love it uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you to do accounting duty because my phone actually died. Oh, nice. Um, so let, let, let me tell you where we go out. I should give you a really hard number, so you got to do it in your head. Um, 6.25. I put, I put us above. I put, yeah, I was just kind of looking. Um, that I was definitely above, above the FOS. We gave the FOS a 5.2 overall. It was definitely better than that. We've been through uh, the sucks. Yeah, but I mean, it's, I think it's very similar. We Grand Dude Resort, six and a half. Thought it was. I don't think it was that good. So I did six and a quarter. Could do six, but it was. An, I do like the amenities and everything like that. Um, you, I mean, you can get anything you want there. I mean, like you said, big pro shop. So I mean, you can't go wrong there. It, it, it's a good. You, you're not going to be pissed off. You don't. You didn't get something you didn't want. No. Yeah. I don't think you'll walk away from the Norman course being upset you played it. I think you might just be indifferent. Um, and that depends. I think, man, me and you are very, very spoiled. Um, we play a lot of really awesome golf courses and a lot of golf courses are on the water. So like, I think the average person may be coming from the triad area or coming from up North and they've got those couple holes in the intercoaster. Like, man, this is sick. Like this is one of the best courses I've ever played, which I mean, for them, yeah, maybe it is. And I think maybe we're just kind of spoiled. We see that golf kind of all the time. Um, so thinking of that in mind and, I was going to say earlier, I think this course has a lot of comparisons to Grand Dunes. Like when I thought about it, I was like, it's almost the same golf course. A lot of like holes where the intercoastal is on your right, you're hitting downhill to a par three. Like I think the par three at Grand Dunes uh, resort course, it's like number three. It's either on the back line or the front. It's one of the first three holes. It's about the same hole as number 10 at Norman. Like almost the same hole, like intercoastal on the right, uh, you know, bailout left, um, downhill. So it's a very similar golf course. So I think a similar rating is probably, probably in the works. I'm going to go all the way up to seven. Um, like I said, I thought the Fazio course at Barefoot was 
very, very bad. Um, I think the die, I don't think we've uh, reviewed it yet. It's, I think it's lower than that for me. And the Norman is definitely, or the uh, love is definitely way above the Norman. Um, so I like a good seven. So what does that put us at as an average? 6.625. I'd say that's about right, um, honestly. Um, you're not going to be mad. Um, might not be happy, but it was a, probably a fun day of golf. Yeah, we did the Grand Dunes by six and a half. So just a hair over. Uh, yeah, I think that 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 feels right for me. I thought it was a little better, or I thought it was a little bit better. You thought Norman was a little bit better, so but it's pretty close. That's fair. Yeah, like I said, I feel like they're almost the same golf course. I agree. Um, well, cool. So it's uh, we waited a little bit before we got this done. Um, Ty, it was good to talk to you. You got any closing remarks for the viewers? Um, nothing really. It's 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 golf season now. Uh, we got some nice warm days coming up. I haven't had rain in like three or four days. So um, hopefully we can get back out there and play some more. Um, try to hopefully find out, play a little bit, a few more work days. I quit working so much, but um, if we keep getting these nice warm days, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good, great golf season. Oh yeah. It's going to be really fun. Um, I'm going to have to get uh, in touch with Logan. I uh, forgot to do that. Hopefully he's got some content coming uh, for you guys uh, from, uh, a little west uh, of us, but we'll let him talk about that if uh, he decides to record again. Uh, he might have died. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Cheers. See y'all. Thanks.